Hey guys, what's up? It's Lisa and you're listening to What's Next with Lisa. Today is Friday, March 12th, 2021 and welcome to my second installment of Question and Answer. If you follow me on Instagram, uh, a week or so ago I posted a question on my Instagram story and on my page at What's Next with Lisa um, and I wanted to know what you wanted to hear. What kind of show topics um, are on your minds? What are you looking to hear more details about? And on Monday, I did the first installment of this Q&A where I talked about helping your ego get out of the way. Um, I talked about setting boundaries, what to do when family won't uh, respect those boundaries. And then I saved the last few questions for today because they're all relationship-based. So I wanted to try to clump those together. Um, And the the questions that we're going to get into today, I did take off my Instagram um, direct messages and comments. If you guys don't follow me, um, check out my Instagram at what's next with Lisa. You can also find me on Twitter at what's next with Lisa, or you can always email me what's next with Lisa at gmail.com. And I always want to know what's on your mind, what you're looking for some extra help or insight on. I'm here for you. So that's another great place to, to find um, show topic ideas, things that are coming up, things that I'm working on. And so this is the second podcast this week, the second installment of the Q&A. And like I said, this one is all about relationships. So I kind of just want to jump right in because, I, you know, relationships and relationship topics are, I would say, the most frequently asked about things for me. And which I get that 100% because relationships are some of the um, hardest and most rewarding things in our lives. They seem to take up the most space, the most um, emotional space in our lives. And so people have questions because they're not always easy to navigate. And everybody's relationship is unique. That's kind of my disclaimer for this podcast. Everybody's situation and their relationships are unique. So just because you hear me say something on the podcast about how I think people should navigate this or what I think they should do, I really want you to take a step back and take what I say, use it um, use it in a way that works best for you, um, and always trust your gut, trust yourselves. You know what you need to do here. So, um, you know, I think if we all worked a little bit harder on trusting ourselves too and trusting our guts, um, that might make navigating relationships a bit easier as well. But in any event, let's get into the first question. And the first question is huge. And that is, um, how do how do I heal? How do I heal from being cheated on? Oh, it's a big one. And unfortunately, it's a question that I get asked a lot. And One of the other questions I get asked a lot along the lines of cheating is, can my relationship survive an affair or can my relationship survive being, you know, cheated on, whether it's one time or um, a lengthy affair? And I would tell you, again, everybody's situation is different. Um, I have counseled couples that have gotten through affairs and it's not easy work. And I, I can tell you that it takes both people both people 100% committed to working through it, to finding out what went wrong in the relationship um, in the first place and what went wrong with that individual to abandon that relationship, to self-abandon and cheat. And it takes two people really committed to that process. 
That being said, cheating for a lot of people is just an ultimate deal breaker. We're done here. We're not working through this. It's my deal breaker. And that is okay too. And to heal from being cheated on, I hear a lot of people say things like, I want to know why. I want to know who. And I I caution you against asking these kinds of questions because you've got to ask yourself, the more you know, are you really getting a good emotional return on investment, right? So what I mean by that is if you know who it is, is that going to make you feel better? Is that a good return on your emotional investment? I would venture to guess no. It's not going to make you heal or feel better knowing who it was or what the circumstance was. You have an obligation and responsibility to yourself to say the person that I'm in a relationship with abandoned that relationship and cheated. That's a deal breaker for me and I'm worth a lot more than that. And before you go saying it's probably my fault because I nagged or it's my fault because I didn't listen to them or I didn't support them, it's my fault, I'm going to tell you wrong. And I say this wholeheartedly wrong Uh, because here's the thing. You could be the biggest nag in the world. You could be um, terrible to live with, messy to live with, unsupportive, like the worst partner ever, right? Let's just say that you are. That your partner still has a choice in how they choose to handle that. So they can bring those things up with you and talk to you about what's not working in an effort to work through it together, or they cheat and then are scum enough to blame it on you and say, oh, well, I wasn't feeling supported in the marriage, or I wasn't feeling this, that, and the other thing. You always have a choice in how you deal with that. And I understand that sometimes things aren't that simple. I get it. Not everything is totally black and white. And maybe it's, well, I've tried to fix things before and it didn't work. And that's where I'm saying some couples can work through affairs or cheating depending on the circumstance. But again, it takes two people really committed, um, really sorry for what has happened, really um, accountable and self-aware about how to fix it moving forward. And so before you go blaming yourself, please remember that people always have a choice, always have a choice in how they deal with things that aren't working in their relationship. So with that being said, how do you heal? So the first thing that I want you to remember is that you've got to stay connected to yourself. You've got to stay connected to your worth, your self-worth, and know that you're worthy of more than what your partner gave you. And understanding that you're grieving. You're grieving the relationship and you're also grieving the future that you thought you had. You feel betrayed, angry, sad, confused. And just because somebody cheated doesn't mean that you automatically fall out of love right away. And so it's important to remember that you can have a plethora of thoughts, feelings, and emotions that are all over the map. Um And that your job is to separate yourself a little bit from all of the thoughts, feelings, and emotions and really start to have a serious conversation with yourself and understand that the the relationship you develop with yourself right now is the closest and most important relationship because 
I don't want you withdrawing from yourself or um, punishing yourself or shaming yourself. And I want you to be able to put that space in between your thoughts and feelings because what you're going to do here is kind of self-regulate. And when I say self-regulate, I mean understand that just because you still have love for somebody doesn't automatically mean you need to be with them. So you need to understand that, okay, I can still love this person or have love for this person, but understand that my worth is more than what that person could give me. I'm worth more than what that person could give me. And so you've got to also start to, I think, self-soothe and realize that you've reconnecting to yourself and self-soothing means that rather than abandoning yourself right now, meaning withdrawing, going inward, blaming yourself, I want you to connect. I want you to love yourself and support yourself and connect with yourself in while you grieve this. And remember what I say about grieving. Grief is leftover love with nowhere to go. And so what you're feeling right now is really heavy, makes you sick to your stomach, and it's really heavy because there's a lot of love that you intended on giving that person that you have no idea what to do with. And I'm going to give you a hint. I want you, when you're ready, to start to put it into yourself. I want you to direct the love that you were going to give that person to yourself. And when you create that capacity to direct that love to you, to separate from your thoughts and your feelings and make a conscious choice about what you want to do with that, where you want to put that love, that's where you really start to learn to connect with yourself. And it's so important right now to trust yourself and to connect because you've got this internal ache that just feels like it won't go away. And I promise you it will. I promise you if you put the work in now to remember how worthy you are and to remember how valuable you are and you start to choose yourself, you wake up every day and do one thing for yourself, even if it's just one thing a day, one small thing a day, I want you doing that for you to connect to your worth and your identity and your value because the more momentum you can build with doing that, one day you're going to wake up and look back and say, I actually can't believe I even entertained going back with this person. Don't let your loneliness lower your standards. Um, That's a really important thing to remember that you think, well, you know, what if it's my fault or what if I can't do any better? You know, and that's just the lonely part of you talking that doesn't want to be alone. You can do better. Nobody is out of your league. Now, if you're one of those couples that's choosing to work through this, good on you. It's not easy work. It's possible work. But again, it takes two very committed, transparent people willing to do whatever it takes to work on the problems, work on the communication, and most of all, reestablish a connection of trust. And that comes slowly. And there's no perfect timeline for it. Everybody's different. But you've got to start to create that intimate environment again where you can start to connect and trust. And if it, even if you're trying and it's not working and say, you know, you've been doing this six, seven, eight months and you're still not trusting that person and their behavior's not changing, 
then again, I want you to reevaluate. What do you need? How do you want to feel in a relationship? You want to feel emotionally safe. You don't always want to be looking over your shoulder, wondering what they're doing. That's not a way, that's not a, that's not a healthy relationship. It's just not. Choose you. Connect to you. You are worth it. Um, so I hope that helps. I know it's so tough because there are no magic answers here. Um, there are no magic answers. And, and I, I want to address one more question about that too, is that a lot of people think that they're deserving of closure when something like this happens, or even if it's just a breakup without cheating where they say, I want closure, I deserve closure. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Their behavior is all the closure you need. Their behavior is something that you have a responsibility to pay attention to and to say, that's the closure I need to walk away from this. You don't need to know why they're an asshole. They're showing you they're an asshole. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to say asshole, but I did. Um, and so pay attention. When people show you who they are, pay attention. Okay, so the second part of this question and answer was, let me find it. Hold the wire here. Okay, the second part was um, talking about how to deal with conflict in a relationship and how to express your thoughts and feelings and emotions without just like um, verbally vomiting everything in an effort to want to express yourself but maybe not really know how. And that really comes down to being comfortable with your emotions and understanding what you need from them or what your emotions mean. And so I'm a huge fan of communication and relationships. If you guys have listened to my previous podcast, you know that. Um, I would tell you that when you're having conflict in a relationship, a couple of pointers. So you want to make conversations about what it is you need from the other person. So rather than having conflict and saying things like, you always do this or you always do that or you never listen to me, you never do this. What I want you to be able to, how I want you to be able to talk to your partner is, is like, hey, when I don't feel like you're listening to me, it makes me feel really dismissed. And I really need to feel like you're listening to me. So can you look at me when I talk? So what I did there was I made it about how I was feeling, what I needed, and yeah, I talked about their behavior. However, I also gave them a solution to it right in the mix. Now, in a healthy relationship, you're going to want a partner that can talk to you about that and say something to the effect of, I see what you're saying, or when I don't look at you, it doesn't mean that I'm not listening. Um, I look down to focus or something. So I'm making that up, but you know what I mean. And so hopefully it provides some clarification into their behavior. And that's when you guys can start to talk about what works for you and what you need. So uh, expressing your emotions in a relationship, first of all, means you need to understand them. So when you're feeling an emotion... What I want you to do is validate it, right? You're feeling it. You're having the thoughts. And then I want you to take a one to two second pause and say, okay, what do I want to do with this and what do I need? So is that thought or feeling fact or are you assigning a story to it um, in order to 
you know, in order to kind of like prove your point in your own mind. And so I want you to start to pay attention to that because the thing of it is, is like sometimes we assign stories to feelings and emotions that aren't real because we want to connect our own emotional dots. And so the most important thing is, is to decide, is this real? What do I want to do with this? And so create that pause or a little bit of distance in there and kind of when I say like self-regulate, I mean that when you're able to like shift your energy and you stop waiting and overanalyzing or assigning stories to why the other one isn't showing up for you, you are instead focusing that energy on you and your capacity to self-regulate. And then when your partner does the same, they're also creating a space for you to be more intimate, to have really good conversations, to talk about your triggers, to talk about um, how you're feeling, what you're needing. And basically, it's about managing your vulnerability, right? You're human and you're vulnerable and that's okay. And so sometimes when conversations get really hard or intense, that means that you're really vulnerable, And so it's about really managing that vulnerability in your physical reactions from being triggered and like blowing up. And so, you know, it's one of those things where if you can put a little bit of distance between those thoughts and say, okay, what am I feeling and what do I need? And then communicate that to your partner, then you're going to have much more effective, growth-worthy conversations. And if you're not good at self-regulating just by thinking about it, I'm a huge fan of writing it down. Pen and paper, by hand, write it down. Organize your thoughts. Write down how you're feeling. And then next to it, write down, what do I need? What do I want to do with this? And organize your thoughts. And I encourage you to talk to your partner about this. Talk to them about the work you're putting in to try to regulate and have these conversations because, you know, it's, you, you shouldn't be in this alone, like shaming yourself, thinking this is just your issue. It's you too against the pattern or problem. It's you too against the communication. And so it's okay to hold each other accountable for it too. Like if things start going off the rails a little bit, You're allowed to say, oh, this is our pattern. All right, how do we redirect this? You know, it's, it's okay to be human. It's okay to struggle with emotions and thoughts and feelings. And that's why you guys are there for each other, you know. And you want to make sure that you're choosing people that choose you and that you're moving toward people that have the same values, that want to support you and talking about your feelings and what you're needing. That's what makes the relationship better. That's what makes the relationship grow. So be mindful of the fact that please don't shame yourself or feel like it's just your problem. You know, be mindful of the fact that you want to sink into and own who you are because you're beautifully human and you've got needs and values and wants. And I want your person to want that for you too. It's very, very normal. And so it's really just about redefining those communication strategies and making it about what you're needing and how your person can accommodate that and find joy in meeting find joy in meeting each other's needs is what I started to say before my feed died. 
Um, and so I hope that helps, you know, play around with things, talk to each other about what you're working on, how you want to communicate, what feels good. Sometimes knowing what doesn't feel good is just as important as knowing what does. It's you two against the problem. Don't filter yourself. Don't shame yourself. Just figure out how to talk about it and what you're needing. Okay, guys, I hope that helps. If you've got questions, email me at what's next with Lisa at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram or Twitter at What's Next with Lisa. I'm always looking for your show topics, so let me know what you want to hear about. So take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember, today is a perfect day to ask yourselves, what's next? See ya.